I love Mr. Lugosi, the Invisible Ray. You were great as Karloff's sidekick. Karloff? Sidekick? Fuck you! Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit. That limey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care. What happened? How dare that asshole bring up Karloff? You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all on makeup and then grunting. Bella, I agree 100%. Now, Dracula, that's a role that requires talent. Of course. Dracula requires presence. It, it's all in the eyes and the voice and the head. That's right. That's right. You seem a little agitated. You want to go outside and get some air? Bullshit. I'm ready now. Roll the camera. And welcome back. Rusty in New York, New York. Hey, Rusty, what's up? Oh, thank you. Well, unfortunately, well, you had me in hold for so long, I kind of almost forgot what I was going to say. It says you're about, still paying off your student loans. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, I think. Well, but then you started talking about Texas, though, too. What yeah. were you saying about that? You played that video that. Yeah. What, what were you saying about that again, too? Because then I kind of got off on the tangent with that, and I was going to talk to you something about that. Okay, well, pick a tangent, Rusty, because i got a whole bunch of other people who would like to get in here, too. So uh, pick well, a topic and go for it. Well, I mean, uh, it depends on what you think is more important right now. I, I don't know. So on the student loan well, thing, your, your, your opinion on student loans. You're still paying off your student loans after 10 years? Uh, yeah, but I had a point I was going to make okay. about it, um, okay. because I'm having trouble paying them, but, uh, it's he, because of some, there's some law. I think, okay. The I law, think the know. law was the bankruptcy reform act. Oh yeah. What was I going to say about that? Uh, no, don't think so. We're out of here. If you don't know what I'm looking about, lo talking about, look it up. Nikki Glazer, and on today's Howard Stern Show, it is Alec Baldwin. Oh. Hey now, call me everything you need. Hey, hey Mr. Hey Robert Zombie. Hey All right. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. So much hey now. to talk hey about. I don't even know what to do. Everyone's telling me to watch that movie. Um, uh, it's like in Chinese or something. Where? Oh, uh, about the first, oh, the one child only policy. No, no, no. The, it's one? called. Um, 
Gary, what's the name of that film? Parasite. The Parasite. Oh, that one that was being nominated and talked about. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild, so I get the screeners and they send Parasite. Beth said to me, let's watch it. This was over the weekend. And I was like, yeah, okay, what is that? I didn't even know anything about it. She said, oh, it's supposed to be really good. Everyone's telling me to watch it. It's real good. Yeah, I don't know what that one's about. So I Googled it and started watching the trailer and you know i, I put it on it's like ching chong ching chong chong ching chong 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 a whole bunch of the subtitles and i said honey there's subtitles she goes what i go yeah so you know i see she goes on i said google it she goes on she puts on the trailer it's like ching chong chong ching chong 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 ching chong 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 and she's like i'm not watching this i said yeah me neither so i never got to see it but gary's telling me it's fantastic but i don't like subtitles I'm not a big fan either. Yeah, I I don't like to read. I like to see. I'll even put up with when they dub in the voices into English. But I'm not big on that either. I'll take that over a subtitle because you know what? I don't know. I I feel like I'm just reading the whole time and I can't really take in the movie. Yeah, I'm not watching the movie. I'm reading. Yeah. In this one, I swear, Howard, you can get over it quickly. I really, I hate to go out on a limb with you because then if you if I waste your two hours, you hate me for a year. But yeah. I really do think you'll like this. What's you, it about? It's it's supposed to be the the rap I heard. Was supposed to be like, you know, that movie Get Out. Yeah, it's like that. A horror film. Okay. Yeah. Well, I might put up with it if it's a horror film. Yeah, I know you like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of films. It's weird with me. Like, just give me The Bachelor. Well, I um, uh, you know, the movie that won for best movie was this 1917. So uh, I watched a trailer of that yesterday. I do want to see that because I like war movies. You do. Yeah. It's, it's like a Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that I, I can. Think. I guess I, I. You know what though? Am I really going to sit there and watch it? And, and a friend of mine who's a director. He's an actual real director. Um, he was telling who, me who are the fake directors you've been talking. Well, about? you know, you meet people who say they're a director, and you find out like they 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 videoed their cat. Oh, you know, no, but director. <laughs> you know, everybody's a director until you find out their credits. But this guy's a real deal. You know who he is. And uh, he was telling me, yeah, nineteen seventeen is a movie to watch. I go, why is that? He goes, well, from an artistic standpoint, they they did everything in like one take, like it's like a stream of consciousness of the camera. And I said, listen. That's all bullshit to me. Right. Just tell me the story. Yeah, I don't care I don't if the guy shot it. it. Yeah, I don't care if he shot it on a big stage where everything was going on. Just, is it good? He goes, yeah, it's good. It's good. He goes, but from an artistic standpoint, it's really something. I said, okay, art smart. I don't care how he gets it done. I don't care how the guy makes my pizza as long as the pizza is good. And then, um, and then my buddy, uh, Pat told me the same thing you did. Robin, that Star Wars, he says, it's unbelievable. He said, I wasn't expecting much and that it was the best Star Wars next to the original. I, I, I'm telling you, it's really, really good. Yeah, but he motivated me too between the two of you carrying on. I, I figured maybe I'll go see that. <laughs> and there's no Darth Nihilus or that puppet, right? No, yeah. no, no Yoda, no, none right. of that. The baby but, you Yoda. You know, they have a lot of the aliens that uh, they sprinkle in the movie. And I Yoda, like. I mean, uh, Baby Chewbacca's Yoda. There. They got Baby Yoda. No, Baby Yoda's in one of the. Oh, other things. Other, other See, that's, things. Yeah. That's why I kind of zoned out of the whole Star Wars franchise. I can't follow. You know, there's Baby Yoda, but it's in some TV show somewhere. Right. And, you know, it got a little too complex. Well, there are too many universes. Yeah, and it's kind of like Superman comics and all that stuff. So I stopped reading comics when. It was like 50 different alternate realities. And I just said, fuck this. Yeah, I was just watching something last night. About, uh, and it was about all these different Earths. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want that. Oh, I, no, I, I was enjoying it. No, I, I don't like that. It was more like a comic <laughs> book than it was like a TV show. I only There's only one Earth. <laughs> I don't like when they have multiple Earths. And all the superheroes were together. It was great. Howard. Yeah. So the Mandalorian is on Disney Plus. Right. That's got Baby Yoda in it. It's excellent. I would highly recommend watching that series. The Star Wars movie. I, I do have Disney Plus because I'm a, I think I'm a Verizon or one of these. Yeah, you, you bought something new. Yeah, Verizon yeah. gets you a free year. Fa John Favreau wrote it, directed some of the episodes. I'm not kidding. It's, I like him. It's very good. The new Star Wars movie. I'm not on board like you guys are, but definitely well, worth seeing. You like things that you can't see. I'm afraid you could see this one. Oh, it's 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 a fun adventure, but don't compare it to the originals. Like it's not even close. I said, oh, the look, two of those originals weren't that great. Yeah. What do you mean two? The the first Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back are great. No, they are not. The first Star the first Wars two. was great. No, the first two Star Wars were great. <laughs> that it was okay. I hate Ewoks. Ewoks no. were in the third one. The second one is yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back was really good, Robin. Let me go back and look at it again. Don't, I don't bother. Basically, stay in the moment. Pissed off after the listening, third one. I, listening to you and John Hine argue about Star Wars, forget it. I don't want to hear. I'm it not anymore. arguing with him. Don't argue with him. I'm right. He's wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I, you know, I, I I laid in bed last night and watched the Golden Globes because I I had to go to bed early the night it was on, and I actually really enjoyed it. After putting it down, what what's yeah. wrong with you? I, well, I hadn't seen it when I was putting it down. I was, <laughs> okay. Uh... The part I saw, well, I was listening to it. You know, I was listening to it from JD's clips, but I got to lay in bed and watch it. And you know, well, as far as real, as far as uh, 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 you know, award shows go, I thought they did a pretty good job with it. I mean, you didn't miss Ricky Gervais when he disappeared. Well, listen, I like Ricky Gervais. I thought he was really funny. I think he's an excellent host. So that was a home run. I actually was quite moved by Tom Hanks's speech. I, I you know, everyone said it was long and boring. I. I no, it was just that bit about the gate. I don't know, I but, but 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 he was pretty interesting. I I don't know, and then I kind of enjoyed seeing the people looking at him with uh, respect. And then I liked, um, well, there was a couple of movies too. Like like I, I thought Marriage Story would have gotten more awards. I thought Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver were really good in that. But I like seeing them there and getting sort of recognized and. The Joker, when uh, Joaquin Phoenix got up, I thought he was really good. I, I like that guy. You know, he's edgy and kind of quirky, and I liked what he had to say. And He's kind of unfathomable. What does that mean? You can't get him. Right. Yeah, you can't pin him down to, yeah. to one sort of person. Like, you don't know. You don't, like, you he, don't know what category to put you him You don't in. know if he's fucking crazy or not. That's right. In fact, I said to my buddy the other day, he used to work out at my gym, and I, and I said, do you when when he worked out at the gym he seemed pretty normal. I said, but do you think he's crazy, or is that an act, or is he and like you just don't know, you know. <sighs> but uh, I don't, as far as awards shows go, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Actually. Well, it's a shame that you did such a good job of trashing it yesterday. Yeah, well, that's what's great about this show. You can tune in and now hear a different point of view. It's like you're getting a show with two different guys. <laughs> Well, I like that Tom Hanks was, you know, I, I could relate to this because I actually got to make a movie in my life. And um, 
it, Tom Hanks said, every actor who's ever worked on a film has heard, if you don't do your job, there's no movie. Like, you better get your shit together. And sure enough, I said, well, that is absolutely true in my experience because the first two days I was on the set of Private Parts, Ivan Reitman dragged me into a room and said, you better get your shit together because if you don't figure this out, we don't have a movie. And he shook my ass up. <laughs> and then Betty Thomas kind of said, all right, Ivan, you leave now and let me work with Howard a bit. And she calmed me down. She made me feel relaxed. They were doing good cop, bad cop. They did good. Yeah, they rope and doped me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't know. Like right now, I hate Parasite. I haven't seen it yet. And once I see it, you might tune in and hear <laughs> how I love it. Movie you've ever seen. It might be the greatest movie I've ever seen. But right now, it's like ching chong, ching chong, chong, chong. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know if the patience to go through. Well, this. I can't listen to you anymore. If you're going to be yeah. this mercurial, <laughs> I know, I know. What are you going to do? I mean, uh, you know, a lot of times, Robin, you need an opinion from me before I see anything. <laughs> it's a big problem on this show. You got to give me a couple of days. Well, don't give an yep. opinion but, when uh, you haven't seen. Something. And I liked seeing like those guys all from the Irishman. Uh, Pesci wasn't there, but um, De Niro was sitting next to Scorsese. Yeah, I like that. And then like people were giving kudos to uh, Scorsese, and Sc oh, Scorsese looks oh, like Baby Yoda well, now, not because because uh, what's his name made a joke about it, said that Pesci looked like Baby Yoda, but <laughs> it's really um, Scorsese. It's, it's kind of sweet, you know. He's like he's like a little old man. Like you see, he might hang out with my parents. And uh, I don't know, it was kind of, and it was great seeing like De Niro just sitting there and it, he looked angry with everybody, like no matter who but was he, making. But he smiles for uh, Mar Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything Martin Scorsese, he smiles, but everyone else, he seems to be just like, <laughs> fuck you, you're not yeah, a real he's actor. He's bored to tears with yeah. everybody else. Yeah, like who was, but when Joaquin Phoenix was making his speech, they shot a, an audience reaction from De Niro and De Niro looked like he wanted to go up and bop him over the head with a bat. <laughs> I don't know why. He just seems pissed off at everyone and it's funny to me. So yesterday, but that's the beauty of the Golden Globes is that you see people sitting there interacting with each other. That was always the great thing about it, that yeah. they they aren't sitting in chairs. They're at tables. But I have to say, in all honesty, when I was laying there in bed last night, I didn't fast forward. I like watched everybody and watched their speeches and it seemed to have good pacing and. I did enjoy it. So, okay. But you didn't, you know, there was a lot of things written about Gervais disappearing as the show yeah. went on. Well, that's because the show gets so long and they, you know, they only have three hours because we have to get to local news because nobody else does that. <laughs> you never see that anywhere else. It's local news. Oh, my God. I was just in the elevator coming up here and the guy who operates the elevator, this guy, Keith, he says to me, uh, oh, man, you should hear him do the weather. He just went. Yeah, we're going to get some snow on Wednesday. And by the way, he goes, um, it, it's going to be 58 degrees on Friday and Saturday is going to be like 61 degrees. I said, you know, you're a fucking better weatherman. I put on this local news. The weather is so complex and like, you're never really sure what's going to happen. They keep it purposely vague, but they well, talk a lot. Well, they're saying, see this right here? And I'm like, what are you looking at? Yeah, what do you mean see this? I'm not a meteorologist. <laughs> but Keith, I don't know what that blue field is. So I said to Ronnie on the ride after the elevator, I said, we should get Keith in here to do the weather every morning. Yeah. Because he does it very simply. He's just like, yeah, it's probably going to snow tomorrow night. And and it's uh, going to be unusually warm this weekend. It's like, well, okay, thank you. Thank you for the weather forecast. I don't even care if he's right or wrong. It's just condensed. It's simple. It's simple. 
Give it to me simple. Well, da- uh, Captain Dennis does that for me. He he yeah. called me when I was traveling. He said, you're going to be traveling in rain the next couple yeah. of days. There you go. Thank you, Captain. <laughs> Captain Dennis. I used to get my weather from Captain Kangaroo. But he's not around anymore. I don't need to know the barometric, pre- barometric pe- pressure because I don't know what that is. Uh, this is a low system and this is a high. Yeah, well, I've been low my whole life. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Finishing up on the Golden Globes, I thought it was good, and I like the Joker, and I like Marriage Story. Have you seen Marriage Story? It's really yes, good. I have. Really I good. I loved it. Yeah. I'm a big Adam Driver fan. He's good. I mean, I always root for him because he was in the military. I like that. You know, like, he was in the military, and then he got out and became an actor. Very masculine. I like that. You like a guy who served, and then he gets popular, and you got nothing bad to say about him. Like if he was in a war movie, you'd believe it because yeah. he'd be happy that he was. He wouldn't have it. done it for a week. It wouldn't have. He wouldn't have gone camping and said he was right. Uh, you know. Yeah. In training. Right. But yeah, I watched the entire show and it was good. And I, I, I said to myself, I have to make sure I go on the air and say that because I'm very rarely positive about it. Yeah, you were so harsh yesterday. Like I thought uh, Quentin Tarantino's speech was fucking great. Yeah, man, I wrote this whole thing myself. Well, that was the best. I was reading about his response. He says, you know, this is kind of weird winning for writing because who do you think? I did it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. The only thing that's really suffered is the Joan Rivers started the red carpet commentary on E or on TV Guide Network, wherever she started it. And we used to be really good. I don't know. When Joan did it, it was kind of fun. He kind of didn't know what Joan was going to ask, and and she was up on all the gossip and the fashion and the fashion. She just had she such a charm and and, yeah. and a wit. And uh, I, again, I don't mean to be in a position to knock Ryan Seacrest or uh, you know, it's fine. Listen, the guy's got a career, whatever. Who cares? You know, I don't give a shit anymore. You want to go do that kind of fucking television and radio it's, look he's raking it in that's right he's you know You're always what? saying don't give up your job that's he's right not giving up anyone but the but the red carpet thing has become very tedious and not fun and a friend of mine came out to me and said howard you should do it because you you know you in the vein of joan rivers love all that shit and i said yeah i said but i can't do everything right robin i, I you know just doing this show is hard enough for me well, that would be a whole preparation thing, right. too. It would be ridiculous for, you know, one night. Yeah. But my friend's in show business, and he said um, that I would be the one to take it over. But I don't know. I don't have time. And I don't think they're looking for me. I think everyone's kind of bought into the um, the, really the Ryan Seacrest Ryan, style. Ryan Seacrest and, and that very skinny woman. Who I, 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 I the Ranchick woman is she back? Juliana Rancid. She's uh, <laughs> what? What is her name? I don't know. Ranchick. Ranchick. Rancic. Rancic. Yeah, I don't know that it's sick. It's yeah. chick. Sick. <laughs> I think it's sick. I really. I'm not. You know, it's Juliana Rancic. I mean, it's fine. I mean, whatever. They have, they just have a whole posse of people that. I don't know. They, it just it gets long and tedious, and I don't. I'm not interested in watching any of the interviews. Once I see what the woman is wearing, and by the way, the outfits that all the women were wearing, almost with no exception, maybe there were two or three exceptions, 
They all look horrible. I don't know what these professional outfitters are doing. These these dressers, I don't know what you call them, stylists, but the the people look terrible in their dresses. And these are women who have good bodies. You got to stop. First of all, they all pull their hair back super tight. You can't even see beautiful hair. They hide it. And then even in the titty dresses, seem like they're not flattering. It makes them look flat. They look like armor. Yeah, it's J Lo. You know. I bust JLo's balls, but she is a beautiful woman. She had on a dress, but she looked like, 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 like it was so much material. Yeah, and there a big were so, bow there and, were these huge bows. And you go, well, what the fuck are they doing? Where's to these, JLo? What are they doing to these beautiful women? Like, it's like, it's almost like the emperor has new clothes. They're, these stylists have like made these women into clowns. But I think it's to get somebody to say something, you know, for your <laughs> picture to show up. Oh. On, you know, these magazines and in the newspaper, because if you're just beautiful, you know, sometimes they go for those bizarre outfits that don't make you look so good. So they were saying J-Lo was the worst dress, but they were talking about her. Right. Yeah, when I was on, so I went on vacation and uh, I told you yesterday, my wife and I were in Mexico. We left early. And, you know, we were with Jimmy and Molly and a few other people as well. Do you think that yeah. makes you endearing or... Endearing to who? I'm endearing to no one. Well, I just don't know why you agree to these things and then run out on people. No, 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 no. Listen, they ended up leaving a day early. It's like They stayed longer than we did, but I heard they like, well, they went back a day early, too, because... It's not like that. It wasn't like we were all vacationing together and having all these big plans. It was like, hey, we'll come by for a few days. And my wife and I were in a separate house from everyone else. You know, a separate room. And uh You so, don't think it's like, oh, we were so boring, Howard left. No, I, I God, I hope not. I don't think you know what it was? It was just like Beth and I had been away for a long time and I mean, Mexico's fun. I don't know what's going on with me, but I don't understand why people enjoy traveling. I love my home, and I love being home with my stuff. Like, it was nice enough and everything, but the second I get there, it was was a beach, and it was hot, and second I get there, fucking, I felt my arm being bitten by a mosquito, and I was, these mosquitoes in Mexico are super slow. They're arrogant. Like, they just kind of, they just wait to be killed. I think their lives are so miserable, these mosquitoes. <laughs> Mexican Me- mosquitoes don't want to live. Yeah, I think just they're <laughs> pissed off that the government is uh not functioning well. There's lawlessness, and they just want to die, all these mosquitoes, because... Are they also trying to get to America? I swear, this one was trying to hitch a ride with me back to the States. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I get there, and, and the second, the, the woman's explaining, like, how the... You know, where everything is, you know, the woman who works there, she's the concierge type person. And uh, we had just, like, dropped our bags off. I'd just been in a car, took an hour from the airport to get to the fucking place. And I get there, and the second I get there, boom, I feel the mosquito. I I swat him like that. Boom. Now there's blood all over my hands because I got the fucker. How big was this mosquito? Huge. <laughs> and I mean, my like, like, two of my fingers are covered in blood. And you know me with germs. And I'm like... You know, this is like sharing a needle with somebody. Like, I, Let's I, I, hope this uh, mosquito isn't a drug addict. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was weird. And everything, you know, I was just like, I don't lay in the sun anymore because my dermatologist told me that I better not get any sun on me. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I went for my yearly physical. Doctor said, 
You have no vitamin D in your system. Um, <laughs> because you're so covered up? He says, you need to get a little sun. I go, well, the dermatologist told me not. My dermatologist told me to wear sunscreen indoors. <laughs> you should see this guy. He's as white as a vampire. And he told me to do that. And I'm listening to him. But by listening to him, now I'm low on vitamin D. I don't have vitamin D. You always take it to the extreme. No. Well, listen, I listen to people. <laughs> Someone tells me not to get in the sun, I, I do it. So now I'm supposed to get 15 minutes of sun. So I'm like, but I don't want to lay in the sun. So, you know. So how are you going to get your vitamin D? I don't know. And then, like, I go to take a shower in Mexico, and the shower wasn't great. My shower at home is so much better. I'm like, well, I'm on vacation. I'm supposed to be experiencing a better situation, not a worse one. You know, I mean, and then and then the room was like kind of I blasted the air conditioning because the room was like kind of damp, like my clothes felt muggy and the uh, the like I get into bed at night and the, the sheets felt wet like it was muggy, like like I can't explain it. it was it's like humid. Damp. Yeah, it was like damp, like humid. It was like humid. <laughs> Inside, but inside the room, there was weather. And I even said, I even said to the uh, Mexican people, I said, "Hey, you know, you guys got all the windows open, and the mosquitoes are flying in. How about closing the windows and putting on the air conditioning?" They were looking at me like I was crazy. (laughs) I'm like, "Like, why is that such a weird concept?" They're like, "Oh, fresh air, fresh air." I go, "Fresh air, nothing." Do they have screens or all those mosquitoes? They just keep the doors open and the windows open, like it's. And I'm like. Are you guys just pretending there's no mosquitoes biting the shit out of us? <laughs> like, where, where, like, where's reality here? And then when I said to him, hey, I want all the windows shut and everything, they looked at me like I was this fucking crazy American. Like, how do you not want the, how do you not want this open air experience, you know? Right. So I don't know. I, I'm not good on vacation. But I like being with Jimmy and Molly, and we don't get to see them enough. Like, I really like them a lot. So you should say I'm coming overnight. You should not say. Yeah, that. well, we now we had a couple of good. We had we had three dinners together. Uh-huh. One in town, and I went to town. I did that for Jimmy. I don't like going to town. Was it better in town? Better than what? Than being at well, the resort or no. wherever you were eating? No, I mean it was. I mean, we drove a fucking hour to get to this town because Jimmy had been to the town, and and said, "You're not going to believe this. We first we're going to get a drink." At a house that Pablo Escobar used to own, and they turned it into some kind of bar. And I hear bar and drinks. I don't drink. And I'm just like, oh, these people don't eat till like eight o'clock at night. So now we got to go first to this Pablo Escobar house. So we're driving into town. It it's takes the Pablo Escobar bar. I don't know what it is. There's something with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. And then we start driving and there's so much traffic because every, it's just one road in and one road out. And it's all tourists. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're not going to eat till like 8.39. I know it. I'm hungry now. And then I could, I want to go to bed. Maybe the day will be over soon. So we went to Pablo, at Pablo Escobar's house. And Pablo Escobar's house was real nice. We're having a drink. And I was like, oh, let's just eat dinner here. But no, the, like Jimmy wanted to go to a different place to have dinner. And I'm like, well, now we got to get back in the car and. It was three cars because we had a caravan of people. And I was I was like, oh. This- Why didn't you just rent a bus? But I decided I was going to be fun, Howard. Okay. And like, I, yeah, right. I, I was just like, uh, no. Beth and I brought our own car because I knew I'd want to leave before everyone else. 
And I said, I don't, I don't want to be stuck waiting for everybody. Yeah. And then we had to get back in the car and drive 15 minutes now to the restaurant, which was, it was tons of traffic. And then you get there and you sit down and, and you know, the food was good. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I live in New York. We got the best food in the world here. You know, we have better Mexican food than Mexicans have. I don't know about that. Well, pretty close. <laughs> close enough for me. You know, like everyone's like, oh, the guacamole so fresh. I'm like, yeah, it is in America, too. <laughs> <laughs> and the fish is so fresh. I think they think they're coming right out of the sea in Mexico. You know, whatever sea they Right, have. like somebody grabbed it with their hand. Right, yeah, and they <laughs> threw it on the table. <laughs> But uh, but I got to talk to Jimmy, which was good. And I, and I love his wife, Molly. It was fun. And Beth loves Molly. And the other people who were there, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention their names or not. I don't want to get in trouble. You know. But there were some other people there who were very nice, too. So it was fine, you know. And, I, and by the way, I was a good sport. I sat there and, like, acted like I was having fun. That's the problem. You think anybody's buying your act. And plus, I don't drink, and everybody else is drinking, and I, I don't miss drinking, but it's like kind of like, you know, everyone's sitting and drinking, I'm like ready to eat, because I don't drink. <laughs> cocktail, cocktail. But there were two Where's other guys, dinner? there were two other guys there who don't drink, uh. for various reasons, and, um, and that was good. And then there was one other guy there who was completely paranoid about germs like me, so we were, um, every time we touched something, we were gelling. Putting that um, hand sanitizer on. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> but it really was great. I mean, anytime I'm with Jimmy and Molly, I'm happy. I like them. I get along with them. You know, they understand me and I understand them, I think. But then, like, and then I'm walking on the beach with Beth and, and, I, and I really want to be, you know, fun. I want to be fun, you know. Yeah. So I try to imitate a guy who's having fun. That's how I figured out how to have fun. And then Beth goes, hey, take a picture of me. Because Beth looked good in her bathing suit. And she was sitting in this chair. And I took a picture of her. And we put it right up on the internet. And it caused kind of like a sensation in a way. The Daily Mail picked it up. And the um, it was weird because she's posted bikini pictures before. And nobody gives a shit. Well, what was so special about this? I, don't, I guess she just looked really good. and. You know, it was right off my iPhone. I took it with my iPhone while we were on vacation. And and, and we just put it up there. And Because Beth is always looking for stuff to put up for her Instagram. Because uh-huh. uh, she uses it for cat adoption. So she goes, you think I should put up a bikini picture every once in a while? Uh, you know, and I said, yeah, why not? Who cares? If you, if you like the picture, go ahead. I'm sure it's like some dudes, they don't want to see just cats. They want to see some bikini pictures. So I put it up, and uh, the Daily Mail picked it up. And Did they pay you? The, no. I mean, it, it's off our Instagram. And then it was like Yahoo News picked it up, and Google News. Fred even beat off to it, he told me. <laughs> See, this is what I don't understand. You know, back in the day when a photographer took a picture, yeah. you had to pay him. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I, I didn't want, even want any credit. I just took the picture. And so, uh, but, and Beth looked great. And then I end up getting bashed because... I never read the comments underneath, you know, but on the Daily Mail, I figured, wow, she looks so good. They must be saying wonderful things. 
And I scroll down, and it's like, hey, she looks really good, but she's married to that ugly fuck. And then it was like, how the fuck? Is she she must have married him for his money. And then it was like, <laughs> he is so fucking ugly. Like, how could he get a girl like that? Oh, my goodness. You know, it was like the, the headline was a monster captures hot chick. <laughs> and I was like, I said to Beth, you decided to put up a bikini picture and I'm getting hit over the head with a hammer. So, you know, <laughs> like, like there was like a, a 10 marries a negative three. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, why am I getting beaten up? You got a picture of a beautiful woman. They're right away bashing me. Right? Like, I, this is what human nature is. It's become terrible out well, there. Well, look at you and Oprah. Oprah isn't doing that so you can tell her how horrible she is and she's making all the wrong moves. I know. But, but you can't help yourself. Gary follows Oprah, too, and he says he, he follows her for the same reason. <laughs> he can't believe what she's up to. He can't believe, like, how she shows off her opulence and wealth. Howard, my, my favorite thing that she ever done was her and Stedman were in Tuscany with the tr uh, pigs, and they were truffle hunting. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, and she goes, I love me some truffles. And I'm like, honey, most people can't afford a fucking can of soup. <laughs> Don't start talking about how you love you some truffles. I mean, it's like, stop it. I don't know. You're supposed to be embarrassed a little bit. And why should you be embarrassed about anything you've done? I Hey. Unless it was wrong. <laughs> What's wrong with you when there's embarrassment? I don't know. She's it's supposed just, to pretend you, she's not you, rich. Yeah, you try to sort of not show off like that, I would think. She wasn't showing off. She goes truffle hunting. I mean, and everything with her is the food. First of all, she shouldn't be eating truffles if she's on Weight Watchers. Truffles don't have very many calories. I don't it's know. It's a mushroom. Anything that can knock off calories... She 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 doesn't need truffles. That's all I'm <laughs> Is saying. Is everything you put the truffles on? That's right. You're not kidding. All I know, everything she seems to be eating doesn't seem to be on Weight Watchers. That's all I know. I don't think she's card counting. I don't think she's doing anything. It's all bullshit. So. But you put it out there, people get the comment. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I got I don't mind if they comment on Beth. Why are they commenting on me? What did I well, do? Well, you happened to be the guy who took the picture. Right. Well, they didn't know that. They assumed <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, give me a break. Uh, I probably should stay on time here. I know I don't even like breaking. I don't like uh, breaking for commercials. I don't like breaks. I don't. I don't <laughs> like breaks. I'd rather just talk. Because I'm kind of in a groove now and I know what I want to do. All right, I'll take a break. Oh, look, white truffles are $168 an ounce. You know what I mean? Of course they're expensive. That's not the issue. That's the issue for me. She she brings her own truffles to restaurants. Whatever. Just stick. Just be miserable. All right, King, you quick. King of all blacks in New Jersey. Then I'll take a break. Yo, you, you are so spoiled, man. Huh? <laughs> When you go, I said you're spoiled. Where is he? You're spoiled. I don't know. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold I always on, pick up on him and I'm like the connection. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 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 Hold I like that it's never bad. It's not bad. It's fine. Wait, okay, go ahead. I know. All right. Just finish up. Yeah, I'm spoiled and what's the problem? 
Okay, now is this better? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay. You, I mean, you can't expect to go to a place like Mexico. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, but I'm saying like the shower. You got your own design shower, the measurements and all that. It's not going to be like that. Right, I know. I know. that. But listen, I'm a married man. I like to make my wife happy. She wanted to go away. And so I go. And I make the best of it. I understand. I'm just sharing yeah, with you how annoyed I am by everything. I understand, but doesn't she sense that you're annoyed too? Yeah, but you know, you know so she came home a day early. <laughs> nah, I like all, right, all right, enough with him. <laughs> She's attracted me because this is part of my charm. You know, but Beth has said to me though, it's very hard for me to go away with you because I worry about you the whole time. I go, right? Me? I'm like Mister Relaxed. What are you talking about? But that's what I'm saying. You think people are buying this act. They're not. <laughs> Everybody's worried about you. Hey, I went to a trunk show on vacation with my wife in Mexico. And <laughs> and you know what? I was like, hey, I, I was like, she goes, you better not go because you're going to be miserable. I go, I am not going to be miserable. I went over with Jimmy and we sat on this couch and we were bullshitting for a while. And when we ran out of shit to talk about, we went on our phones like real men and looked over our various things on the phone and I sat on the couch and I waited for my wife and she bought something and that was it. I was great. I don't know what all this carrying on is. I I'm terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I had the Mexican people board up the windows at my room <laughs> doesn't mean I don't know what doesn't mean I wasn't relaxed. <laughs> all right, listen, I got to take a break, and when we get back, I got a shitload of things to talk to, and also Alec Baldwin is stopping by, so yeah. I got to I got to buzz through a bunch of things. You got to be ready for Alec. Yeah, I'm ready for him. I'm ready. I got a bunch of things to ask him. No, I meant do you know you have to have the time right. You don't want him sitting in there while you play commercials because you were late to get to your breaks. See, look at that. Now I'm looking at the phone calls. Now I can't break it. This person claims to be Imus's sidekick. Who? What Car- Is this for real or is it fake? Real. You- Hello? Hi. You worked with Imus? Yes. yes this is real, You Howard. had me on. Oh, yeah. I-, I had you on, right? Yeah. What's your name again? You did? Kareth. Kareth. Yeah. What happened? Then he fired yeah. you, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the nicest way to put it. <laughs> he didn't want to pay me anymore. So, yeah. yeah what, were you supposed to hang around for free? Yeah. Uh, am uh, I yeah. fired or are you just not going to pay me? I must was going uh, back to slavery, I think. I think that's you a better... You just work here. We don't pay. <laughs> you were the, you were the, you were the black woman who was hired to make him seem less racist, right? I, that, well, yeah. Yeah. Apparently... <laughs> <laughs> they thought that would work. They wanted to ver- diversify. You know, he had to yeah. diversify his staff. Yeah, well, he'd so gotten into like one. a shitload of trouble, and then all of a sudden he was like, hey, I'm not racist. Yeah, this was on the way back but. into radio after he had left for a while. Even though, you know, yeah. even though he had made some questionable comments and uh, and called my Robin the N-word. Well, see, that's the thing. The whole Rutgers situation, I still to this day don't think was intentional because he said way worse stuff. That just got the most wind, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, 
I know, like, being on the radio four hours a day and you try and entertain people, you can say shit like, you know, that you think is funny at the time and then maybe if you'd had an opportunity to edit it, you would or whatever. But this dude, we off the air, we saw him doing weird shit. But, you know, yesterday I went home and I felt weird talking about Imus again because, you know, the guy's dead. Fuck it. Who cares? Right. You know, like, let go. But... um I don't know, but it, it must have been weird for you because all of a sudden now they had to bring in a black woman to work with him. Well, that's I'm as I'm as always thought I was here so you could talk about black people. Yeah, and you know what's I, so, not that I had any talent at all. Yeah, you know what's funny about that too, which really pisses me off because the origin of Robin and I getting together was this: uh, I was working in Detroit. And I pretty much worked alone. I did have a newswoman and there were other people at the radio station, but like, like we didn't really work together. The newswoman came in and read the news. Uh, and, and so when I went to Washington, the program director, I said to her, Hey, I'm coming in, but I, I need someone to work with that I can talk to and have a dialogue with and really, right. you know, right. really, you know, really vibe with. So she said, you. yeah. So she says to me, I think I know of someone who's really good. I said, oh, who? She said, I know this woman who's really good. So she put us on the phone together because I was living in Detroit and Robin was in Baltimore. I didn't know anything about Robin other than she was a woman. I didn't know she was black. I didn't know if she was green. I didn't know anything. I just got on the phone with her and we started talking effortlessly. And it sounded to me like a radio show, like the... Like, wow, this is interesting. Like, Robin was coming in, knew when to come in, knew when to say something, knew when not, and I knew when to say, you know, it just kind of vibed. And I, and afterwards, Denise called me back. She goes, how did you feel about Robin? I said, I'm in. She's great. I said, D -d -d you know, perfect. 100%. I'll be there in, you know, two weeks or whatever. I had to give notice. And uh, I showed up. And Robin and I, you know, I, I didn't know she was black. I didn't know anything about her. So when, when we would be on in New York, people would go, oh, he's, he's a genius. He has a black woman. Like, I'm some kind of Machiavellian genius. He's got a black woman, and he can say whatever he wants about black Whoa, people. I'm like, so smart. Yeah, yeah, what a genius. And I'm like, what the fuck? People are demented. Wow. Weren't you told that you, could, that you should make fun of black people more when you were with Imus? That was one of the things he said to me. That was one of the daggers through my heart because I wanted to go on. This was a dream job. You know, I right. majored in broadcasting. I was a stand-up comic. I, you know, this was supposed to be the dream job. And, you know, it, and there were, there were good days. That was what was so psycho about it because there were good days. We had fun and we were, had a flow, like, you know. Right. And then there were days when he would just snap and lose his mind. And you're like, does any, it, it was so surreal. Cause you're like, does anybody else think this is okay behavior? Like I saw him make grown men cry and he started to hate me because I wouldn't cry, you know, and I wouldn't back down and I wouldn't quit. And I refused. I would go in there every day with a smile on my face. The more mean he got, because I knew that clearly something wasn't okay with him. Like, you know, the expression hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Like something had to, because obviously, like this, I'm not on here to bash him. Like, there's no good talking about somebody who's dead. I, I, I hope to God he's at peace because he clearly didn't have it while he was here. Because if he did, he wouldn't have treated people the way that he did. How did he make grown men cry? 
Oh, just, he would eviscerate them. Mm. I mean, I, I wasn't there when you were with him, but like he just he used he did use words as weapons. Like I'm I'm a big fan of free speech. Like I think we should be able to say what we need to say. Like that's the first amendment. But there are times you can be so cruel and embarrass people and strip them of their dignity. But then he had the Imus Ranch where he seemed that. to be helping people, I guess. Well, yeah, but he yeah, never went there. Hardly. Yeah, did you ever go to the Imus <laughs> Ranch? I did. Yeah. I did. I was there. Did it seem like there. a good deal? Yeah. I mean, did it seem like uh, it, people were being helped? It was. It was a legit deal. Like, right. The kids that were there were there being helped. They had, you know, they had staff. They had nurses. His wife was there. I mean, they ate dinner with him. Like right. that was true. That was true. You know what I mean? Like so, it was this weird juxtaposition of this like good and evil. I don't. Know I heard he like, rode around on that realized. ranch with like a gun and everything. He always had a gun. <laughs> he, was at a, at the he had a gun and a holster. He had a gun. And, well, listen, you know what? Here's the thing. I used to think he had a gun because he was like, you know, famous and he was worried about people trying to kill him. Then I realized there's people who probably had worked with him that was trying to kill him. <laughs> he had to bring that gun to work. Right. <laughs> what kind of gun? Like, did he take it out and show it to you? Um, he brandished it at me a couple of times, you oh, know, he mean he pulled his gun on you and said he was going to kill you. It was, I mean, it was one of those, like, I, I don't know if he thought he was joking. I've never been around. I mean, listen, I'm a Texas girl and I've still never been around a live gun or had a gun kind of pulled out at me, but it was like this nice kind of warning with this twisted, it was like a joker kind of thing to do. Oh, wow. you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sounds like a party. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But you know what? It's like working for Wyatt Earp. Come over here, Yeah, but anyway, like I don't know. I felt weird I, because, like Rob and we, we were talking over the vacation. Like when we heard he died, I, I got sad in a way. I guess maybe because just the mm-hmm. passage of time and he's part of our history. And yeah, I don't know. It was yeah. No, I get yeah, it. It I was get weird. It. You know. He was complex. It was good with bad. And he was a human being, which, you know, we're all fallible. And what I Except want to know is like, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody has an imus in their life. You know, they may not be like some really rich dude who's on the air, but people have to deal with bullies. And the idea is not to let them get you, not to let them take away your strength and your self worth um but to understand that they've got something going on that you're better than yeah i seem to be doing something wrong my staff bullies me <laughs> we have bullies <laughs> yeah. but they're all bullying howard they, yeah they yell at me they it is, it's, it's crazy oh my goodness all right thanks uh nice it talking nice to you talking to what you. are you doing now by the way you're in texas so I'm in, well, I'm in New York and Texas. I've traveled a lot. I am, um, I have a nonprofit organization called Frame that, uh, takes, uh, educational programming to promote free speech, inclusion, and social change to college and universities. And I have a new book coming out called You Can Be Perfect or You Can Be Happy. Hmm. You can have both, huh? Or you can she have said one it of the was other. an or. You oh, can be perfect oh. or you can be happy. Well, I'm, I, I chose perfect. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> All right, Kareth. Thank you for uh, calling in. Absolutely, you guys. You take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. She was hot, right? She was cute. Yeah, she sure sounds cute. Very, uh... Very but upbeat. can you imagine... Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody pulling a gun on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what did she do that... <laughs> but it was for fun. <laughs> oh, jeez. What is that about? 
I better take a break. I fuck up every morning because they want me to stay on schedule. And I don't seem to be able to do it. I know. Hmm. I don't and like I kept it. Saying, you know, Alec is coming. He's going to come on I know, time. I know. All right. Take a break, Fred. Oh. W. Oh, my God. Sour Shoes, uh, call, when he heard Imus died over the weekend, he started calling the offices Imus, and I did get a kick. He's got that voice down. It's not yeah. like a parody of Imus. It's like a, it's perfect. It's just his voice. And he even has the W. <laughs> Gary and I were talking earlier about how, like, when we, we used to watch Imus do his show, and it'd be like, he'd go, W. And then he'd put his hands up and point to the engineer. Right. He was so proud of that. Oh, yeah. W. And then that engineer better hit something. Hit something. <laughs> hit himself in the head. <laughs> but listen, to this is Sour Shoes over the weekend. Yeah. Oh. It is a 20 minutes past the hour. Quack, quack on the Elmer's about a program. Uh, General George E. Patton coming up after Charles McCord with the news. But first, somebody help me find my Daisy Jane, mama. America, W.L. B.C. <laughs> Sour Shoes. Sour Shoes even does the music. Yeah. All the shitty music we played in MBC. It was awful music. Yeah. He also did uh, Cliff Richard's We Don't Talk Anymore. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like another talk up. Yeah. It is a 20 minutes past the hour, baby. Quack, quack, almost in the morning. Uh, how's the talking cone, baby? Coming up last month's program, Henry Kissinger and General Georgie Patton. Right now, Cliff Richard, and we don't talk anymore, baby. Worked about with Mr. Good. WL. This is. You think your life was sweet. Oh, you used to think you were so complete. I can't believe you. His horrible legacy lives on. Yeah, I forgot about that. How's your donkey kind? How's your donkey kind? Yeah. The Sour Shoes had an incredible memory. <laughs> how's your donkey kind? That, that was the big thing for yeah. a while. Yeah. Oh, and it was supposed to be. Oh, did you hear what I mean? He said, how's your donkey kind? I'm like, wait till I get the uh, on the air there. <laughs> They're not going to worry about donkey kind. I'm gargling a dude's semen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go, wait, it's time for that all to end. So proud of myself. Then, then Sour started calling in in his voice, his creepy baby voice, offering excuses as to why he missed Hollywood Squares. But oh, yeah. what was the rationale? He what claims was he the excuse. He claims he drove his car into a lake, which I, you know, I'm having a hard time believing. No offense, he's he's such a little weirdo. Because as as great as Sour Shoes is, and I, I've tried to you know hire him even, but he can't get here every day. He can't get here. He's driving his car into a lake. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> you see, that I can't deal with. I know. That's who he really is. That's the real sour. That's food. who he feels is living the inside real of him. him. Yeah, yeah. He's a baby. I'm okay now. Uh, I was in the. Oh, look. No hands. Whoa. Look out. That... So when he goes into Jackie, I'm fine. But when he puts on that baby voice, I'm like, I don't know. This dude's weird. His actual voice is the creepiest one of all. He 
when you see him do it, he just looks way too happy yeah. <laughs> to be doing it. Like he'll actually come up to me going, my mommy made me spaghetti and meatballs uh-huh. last night. <laughs> so good. And I'm like, dude. So we're not sure what happened when he missed Hollywood Squares. Like, uh, yeah. we don't know. We're not sure if any of it happened. We don't sure he if he ever left his house. He was lying in bed yeah. and didn't want to be here that day. What a... Yeah, the car slipped on the ice after getting bumped by the plow and the salter, and I went all the way down into Lake Baldwin, only a few feet into the water. And then I helped the tow driver pull out the five feet off the, off the slope. But I'm safe, and I just worked on the car this morning. I put a new wheel bearing on, and I pounded out the bumper with a sledgehammer. And the car, and I am doing great. I loved your call. Merry Christmas. I love you. That was the explanation why he didn't make it in for Hollywood Squares before we went on break. And we even, we sent uh, Sour an Uber that morning, but he refused to get in the no, car. No, he couldn't leave the car. No, it was weird. I want the tow driver's information, though. I, I'm not buying any right. of it. But, you know, who cares? What am I, I, you know, he was coming out of the goodness of his heart, but he also didn't show up. <laughs> so I can't yell at the guy. Right. What do you do? It's not his job. I know we've imist enough, but although many callers are calling in and going, they want more imist discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you like all this imist discussion, Jimmy? Yo, Howard, it's a new decade, brother. And one of the things I decided I was going to start doing is I wasn't going to keep my feelings inside. I was going to let it out. And I just want to say. Brother, I am proud of you and how you've handled this Don Imus situation. You know, there's a lot of mid-card jabronis out on the Internet. Oh, Howard's getting old. He's getting soft. The show's not funny anymore. Fuck that. You know, a lot of us actually grew up with the show and got sick of listening to, you know, vapid strippers and all that stuff going on. But I just want to tell you when it comes to Don Imus, when I heard he died, I was like, oh, man. Now we're going to have to be soft. We're going to have to be nice to this guy. Oh, geez, I almost almost don't even want to hear it. But I'm proud of you, brother. Here we are on day two. Are you a hosting uh, that scumbag? You, Jimmy, are you a professional wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of talk like one. Yeah, do, doesn't yeah. he? Like, hey, brother, all these jabronis are out there saying you gone soft. Hey, I'm, I'm going to go get that boy. All right, Jimmy, enough of you. <laughs> I heard a guy. Talk. All right. But I had a cap off the whole Imus thing. We did get a lot of email about how much people enjoyed us talking oh, really? about Imus. Yes, you know we we don't often get positives, as like this gentleman said. Uh, every day it's I suck, and you know my fans will alternately say that I blow <laughs> or I suck. But uh, this was uh, wow, Howard. Uh, really uh, enjoyed hearing you and Robin reminiscing. About Imus. Uh, listening to, listening to you reminded me that Imus was a racist, anti-Semitic, misogynistic hack. <laughs> you were my jam on Monday morning. It was jarring to hear the clips of Imus saying such terrible things to Howard and Robin. Howard, thanks for pointing out how much of an asshole Imus was. The obituary <laughs> was everything I wanted it to be. I would definitely say that it was a fair description of who Imus was. Goodbye, funny man. <laughs> Fred getting uh, kudos. <laughs> I love that Fred said, good riddance. Long live the Howard Stern show. Fuck Imus, he's dead. On with the show.
don't mince words. You know, and to my critics who say, oh, the show is not uh, funny. Who say, first of all, the show changed. Thank you for saying that. I hope this show continues to change as long as I continue to do it. It should never be the same show over and over again. It's always going to change. That's what we did. That's what we did. That's what we did. That's what I did. We did that. And it's you. But um, also, (laughs) thank you. I'm, I'm not going to be some kind of knee-jerk guy who's just going to be negative for the sake of being negative. If no. I feel positive about something, I would like to bring that to you, too. So that's it. But evidently, our I'm a obituary was what the fans needed for closure. But I suggest this uh, in your honor, Robin, and in Imus's honor, a little phony phone call. Robin calls an Internet radio show to talk about a secret affair she had with Imus. Oh. And... Uh, <laughs> The host gets very uncomfortable oh, with its boy. X-rated nature. I don't know mm. why. It is on the fucking internet. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> this guy's like, I got a G-rated show. I'm going, why? We got somebody calling in already. Hey, hey this is Average Joe. I don't know if you heard. You're in radio. Um, that uh, Don Imus guy died. Yeah. I didn't listen to Don. Um and I, I have heard him in excerpts and stuff, but I can't say I was a regular well, listener. Believe it or not, my wife, Robin, they actually had a uh, workplace uh, affair. Really? You know, she'd like to tell a story if she 